When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. War Eagle Auburn family and War Eagle, a special War Eagle and hello to our E2C Network family. Thank you so much for joining us and being part of our live stream, our recording, however you got here. Uh, We appreciate you being here and hanging out with us, checking out some Auburn baseball content with us. We encourage you to subscribe, to follow however you got here in those different formats and platforms, and of course, liking and sharing this content uh, audio otherwise, which we'll talk about in just a second, is much appreciated. We've got a different format that we're going to do for all of you for Auburn baseball content and post-game streams this season. We're going to do this in a two-part show for at least a trial period to see how it goes off, see how everybody likes it. Uh, For you live streamers, I know that this will be a little bit of an adjustment, but you'll understand why in a little bit. So you guys saddle up, sit in, and enjoy the show for the first part, and we're going to interact with you in just a little bit. Speaking of, that's the two-part function of the show. First part of the show is going to be what you need to know from Auburn Baseball Week 1, where we're going to be doing just some informational stuff for those people that want the gist of what they need to know about what happened in Week 1 of Auburn Baseball and get out of here. But those of you that love the interaction, the comments, that's coming up. Q&A, comments, all of that will be answered on the back half of the show so stay tuned for that we're going to do this every tuesday night whether there's a midweek game on tuesday and wednesday or just tuesday just because it's going to work for my schedule uh and it'll be live there will be replays obviously you can watch and of course you can listen to the audio later in the week and we're doing this on a trial basis look i know it may not work out exactly how i plan or you guys you guys might not like uh the way that we do this we're gonna give it a shot It's always a way to kind of try new things out and see how it works. So we'll see how it goes here. So with that being said, as you guys on the live stream are getting geared up, saying hello, however you'd like to do that, and getting comments and questions geared up, we'll address those on the back end. Let's get into right now our week one roundup of Auburn baseball 2024. We're going to look back at the weekend series with Eastern Kentucky. We're also going to talk about what we just witnessed with the UAB midweek game now resulting in Auburn being four and one at the time, excuse me, four and zero four undefeated at the time of this recording. And then we're going to look ahead to the Jack's college baseball classic an inaugural event that Auburn's going to be a part of. So let's start off by looking back three game series with the Eastern Kentucky Colonels. The Tigers in game one win 17 to six run rule in seven innings. 
in game two, wins six to one. And they also win the third one, sweeping the series for the first time since 2021 by the score of nine to one in that final game, which got us started off to that three and O record now four and O after this UAB game, your best players that you want to take a note of uh, from this past weekend. I'm going to give you a pitcher and a, a batter in each of these parts of this segment. Cooper Weiss is the name you're going to get to need to know. He is a transfer, a graduate transfer coming in and has already made quite the name for himself, played in all three games on the weekend, batted 500, slugged uh, 700, and was on base uh, 0.615 was his on-base percentage. Five for 10, two runs, two doubles, four RBIs, and this was the big thing. He was four for five on stolen bases on the weekend, which got him the program record four stolen bases in a single game. And on top of that, if that wasn't enough for him to be our batter of the week, a perfect percentage fielding at shortstop being involved in three double plays. Their best pitcher, well, you probably have already heard about him because of something we'll talk about in just a second. Carson Myers, 1-0 in the year. He is, of course, perfect ERA-wise in six innings, two hits allowed, one walk allowed, eight strikeouts, no runs, of course, and only allowing a 100 batting average of 0.0.100 for those of you that need me to spell it out all the way there. Storylines from this weekend, the starting rotation seems to be Chase Alsup, Joseph Gonzalez, Gallus, and uh, Carson Myers. Carson Myers also ending the weekend. Uh, got SEC co-pitcher of the week for all of those stats that we just talked about right there. The biggest one for me, and I know a lot of you personally, was the return of Joseph Gonzalez. 364 days to the date of his return since his last appearance as an Auburn Tiger and had a pretty solid outing. If you were wondering if we're ever going to talk about Ike Irish, Chris Stanfield, those names, trust me, we'll be talking about them a lot this season. They had a great weekend as well. Both hit for the cycle in uh several uh, in a, just the first several of their uh at bats both of them did meaning a single double triple and a home run in the first several at bats i want to commend the defense on the weekend too even though there were our first few early weekend hiccups and things like that i thought they did a great job backing up the pitchers in some of their few weak spots during the opening weekend uh, turning double plays and such, making some great plays in there in the infield, especially with a whole new infield. I mean, third, shortstop, and second are all new. So I want to give them a shout out as well. Auburn ended the weekend, and because of how they performed, we're going to talk about Baseball America rankings because that seems to be what Auburn baseball is going to recognize number 20 as a result of how they performed there. And I'm sure it'll continue to be affected. Uh, what we're going to talk about now, what just happened? We just got done watching the UAB game. If you watched, listened, however it was the tiger win, the tigers win at Plainsman park, uh, seven to two stars tonight was Connor McBride. Several other pitchers came in and instead in a platoon fashion, Murphy graves, Tilly Bauman and Watts. Uh, the lineup was a little bit shuffled based off of how the series went with EKU. He saw some people move up and down. Obviously, Cooper Weiss, with his great performance, moved up, which is great to see. Auburn was the beneficiary of a lot of walks tonight. In fact, I would say that it was kind of flip-flopped how at one point UAB was having had more run or more hits uh, than Auburn actually you know, had, and still Auburn was beating them by a significant margin. So very wild night for UAB on the mound. But I got to give a little credit because I thought – uh, you know, Ike Irish obviously is the best batter on the night just because he had one of his uh, great nights where he hit a blast out the dead center. 
uh, but he had one taken away by his name was Latimer of UAB in right field, stealing a few hits from Auburn, making great plays out there. Uh, Javon Hernandez still has no hits, one of our new players, but he got his first two RBIs off of walks tonight. So even though he's not batting well at the moment and why he moved further down the lineup, he did get two RBIs and is still finding ways to contribute. A few other storylines from today, first midweek game. We'll see how the rest of those uh, go throughout the rest of the year. Sometimes that can be a little bit of a slip-up pattern here and there in Auburn's past. Casey Dunn, the head coach of UAB, former Auburn Tiger, returns to Plainsman Park once again. Good to see him again. The nostalgia wasn't done there because Scott Sullivan was honored tonight as uh, Alabama Sports Hall of Fame inductee this year. And so you had just a lot of people returning to the Plains tonight for a midweek matchup with UAB, resulting in a win 7-2. to two. And finally, our look ahead to next week. What have you got to look for? The inaugural Jacks College Baseball Classic. Got three games with three other opponents that are going to be kicking this off with Auburn. Quite an honor for Auburn to kick something off for the very first time in Jacksonville, Florida. Game one. Number 18 currently, Iowa. They had a pretty good weekend, two and one. They beat Seton Hall five to two, Ball State five to nothing, and Lehigh. They did lose eight to four. Game two for them is going to be Wichita State, and that's for Auburn. Uh, the last week in Wichita State took on Little Rock and beat them two out of one games and scored quite a few runs 18 to five, 14 to zero in the second game, but then lose and then lost four to five. And then the big one, game three, number 10, Virginia. The double dribble jokes will continue, even though this is baseball. Uh, they were perfect against Hofstra, winning 10 to 8, 21 to 3, and 11 to 9. And, you know, when you look at that one, Virginia is going to be the one they were all focused on going forward because obviously it's the highly ranked one. That's the one that you really want to kind of mark in your calendar to make a statement if Auburn's able to do so this early in the season. But do not sleep on Iowa in your first game or Hofstra, who can clearly score a lot of runs 18 14 in their two wins against Little Rock tonight. So not a lot to officially glean from just four short games in the season, but we're starting to get the picture of what this team might look like, look like at least a little bit for the 2024 season. So that is your look back, our current analysis after UAB, and our look ahead to the Jacks College Baseball Classic. What we want to do now is we want to move into our Q&A segment, our discussion with you all here, and we'd love for you to do that with us now and talk a little bit about what's on y'all's minds, because I know that is what you guys come here, especially for those of you on the live stream portion want to talk about. Uh, Devin says, nice win. And uh, even though we only recorded one hit, Ike's home run was it. I think you were right. We still scored seven runs, good at bats and good base running helped us out. And our pitching was great. Uh, it was interesting tonight with the pitching because, uh, and maybe not interesting, I should have anticipated this. It's first midweek game. This is usually where you see a lot of people getting rotated in time they may not get on the weekend, uh, which is sometimes why you see slip-ups in midweek, midweek games in terms of record, taking losses maybe you didn't expect. Can't take anybody for granted, especially baseball being played in the state of Alabama, UAB, Troy, Jacksonville State, and even some of the smaller schools too. So um, the pitching did a good job by committee tonight. I think um, you know a couple of those names that we we talked about uh, earlier on. Uh, the one that I think had the best night was Graves, and he ended up getting the win tonight. He went two innings, whereas McBride started with three innings. So those were the two that went the longest uh, tonight. Uh, Watts, Dylan Watts had a little bit of a rougher end to the night, but Hey, you know, it is first 
of the year for everybody. So we're going to give everybody a little bit of grace and see how it goes from there. Uh, Anna says she loves Alsup, Chase Alsup, who started off the series for us uh, this past weekend. I don't see any reason why the lineup would change going forward because uh, to me, everybody had a pretty solid start and any issues they had, they were pretty well masked by some of the fielding like we talked about. Uh, some great double plays turned. It's going to be weird getting used to the new look infield. You know, Cooper McMurray is still there, of course. Ike Irish, the catcher, is still there. But Javon... Hernandez is going to be at second. You've got Cooper Weiss at shortstop. They, uh, Drew Fabian is going to be at third. And, you know, there's going to be probably people that mix and match there. Caden Green is in the infield as well. Corey says that Ike needs to slow down. He's still got to play in the pros. I think Ike Irish has one speed, and that is full blast. That man does not care. And they talked a little bit about it on the broadcast tonight. With him now fully able to embrace the catcher role, Will he have that traditional amount of time spent there? Because you're going to want to save his legs a little bit. All those innings of crouching down back there uh, for pitchers. But if he's, he's got the best rapport as a catcher, why wouldn't you want to leave him in too? So it's kind of a catch-22 that you want your best batter out there. And if he's your best catcher, you may just wear him down. So you may have a point there, Corey, that uh, he needs to slow down a little bit. But I don't know that us telling him that is going to do anything for him. Devin asks, how does the bat lineup work? Do they do the best batters up towards the top of the lineup? What exactly is the strategy there? It can vary game to game and really what the coach thinks is best for the team. But yes, your first three batters are usually your best. You typically have a big power guy who may not be your most, um, I think efficient is a fair statement, um, batter, but he's a guy that has a high likelihood of blasting one out or know, hitting a deep ball, a deep double or something like that to bring in some runs. Your first two batters are usually the ones that have a higher propensity to get on base. That's why you saw Cooper Weiss moved into that role for this midweek game. It really depends. Your The back half of the lineup is usually your worst hitters. The front half is usually your best hitters. That's an easy way to talk about it there. Angela says, I think that we have some amazing talent, uh, something uh, really great. I, I agree. Um, when you lose... Names like Bryson Ware, Kaysen Howell. I'm going to forget some people. <laughs> You're a little bit worried each year. And whether we're talking about baseball, whether we're talking about football, soccer, every year when you lose talent, the question becomes, can they fill those roles? But not only that, but can they help us get better? Have they taken the next step in that extra year they'll have when they start that new season? And, and who else is coming in alongside them? Uh, to fill the gap, to fill the void, to take that next step as a team. But what I've been impressed by is not only if you look at recruiting rankings for baseball, there's not many of them out there, but there are some. You'll find some really good opinions about Auburn's recruiting class, but their transfer class too. I mean, look at Cooper Weiss right now. In week one, he's already probably the star hitter, infielder overall. Yes, Chris Stanfield. <laughs> we love Chris Stanfield and his hat falling off every time. We love Ike Irish, who doesn't like Ike, but Cooper Weiss is probably the big surprise, and he was a graduate transfer, so some great talent has been brought in. Angela says, I still think it's ridiculous some games aren't going to be televised. In this day and age, yes, you would think that every every sporting event basically could be televised, uh, but you got to have people that are willing to be the commentators, to run the cameras and stuff. 
Um, is I'm not sure if the college baseball classic is going to be on TV or not. I would assume no, since it's an inaugural event. They probably want to see if this event is worth going to first off. You're going to have a great cast of characters there. Got Auburn, number 10, Virginia, Wichita State, number 18, Iowa is going to be there too. So it's a good representation, not just of rankings and stuff like that. Auburn currently being ranked 20 in Baseball America, but it's also a good representation of the rest of America. You've got two from the Midwest, Iowa and Wichita State, Virginia, which is, yes, the South, but up in the Northeast. And then you got Auburn, which covers the Southeastern Conference. So you would think that would be worthy of drawing in a big opportunity uh, to have these on TV. But even if those aren't on TV and some aren't, they're just sometimes not the matchups worthy of being on there to run the ads and things like that. So one day we will, pro hey, look, there was a day where you struggled to get one game from the series on TV. These days, especially in SEC play, they're basically all on there in some form or fashion. SEC Network Plus is a big thing there. So uh, I think we have covered the gist of it, folks. Week one in the books. Excited. Obviously, plenty more to talk about. Auburn is 4-0, sweeping Eastern Kentucky. Of course, taking down UAB tonight. 7-2, to two, and we have got this college baseball classic that I am super excited about. I appreciate you guys joining us tonight, dealing with the new format, and having patience with me as we kind of work through that. And as always, please give us feedback if you like this or not. And for those of you that may listen to this on the audio podcast, because we're going to try to put it out for you too, let us know if you like this format too. As always, thank you for continuing to be part of the best little family within the Auburn family, and that is us here at E2C Network, made up by you fine folks. Till we talk to you again, War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.